Hello. This episode was originally recorded at the end of May. Life got in the way of podcasting for a while, so now we've got round to releasing it. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Beehive Jive. I forgot what episode this is, so I'm not going to say the episode number, because we're that prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is our, I guess, our first show in um, in the new season. We yes. had planned to do winter shows, but what we realised is if you want to do pre-recorded winter shows, you probably want to do them in the spring and summer, because everyone seems to be very busy. <laughs> I think we did Okay. We had Liz. Liz was Liz's show was amazing. It was great, and we we had that great interview with Bob Moore as well. That was very good. So you know we just we're gonna line up some more. Things. Line we'll, up a few more. We'll get Liz back because I I always enjoy Liz. Yeah, she's great. She just knows so much. So sorry, we'll be, we'll try harder this time. <laughs> um. So I guess this episode we're going to talk about um what happened over winter. Uh, we've got some news about Tracy. And what we're planning for <laughs> that sounds really exciting, <laughs> but it's not exciting. <laughs> You've probably seen Tracy in the news, <laughs> been referred to as the accused. <laughs> A bit close to the bone. No, joking, joking. Uh, yeah, we can talk about our plans uh, for this this year, um, and some other stuff. So, Tracy, how are you doing? I'm okay. Are you? Yeah, I broke my ankle. <laughs> I broke my ankle on the 26th of March um, and I nearly had to go to a psychiatric hospital because of the effect it had on me because I went nuts about it. Um, You've had a lot of practice breaking your ankle, haven't you? How this many, this ankle has been in plaster three times in my so life. You've broken the same ankle three times. Three times. You should get a tattoo Different on bones. And I, I thought it'd be a great idea. Tattoo a rabbit's foot on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. No, 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 that's not my idea. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. We'll let it I need it. some kind of talisman. I have been thinking I need some kind of good luck charm. That's it, three times. I can't break it again. I mean, I've, I, I'm, I'm so terrified. I was going to say I've never broken any other bones, but I'm even frightened of saying that now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I broke it. But, of course, Paul, it's so frustrating because – Beekeepers in the UK have been tortured this winter <laughs> by the the terrible weather. Yeah. I mean, this has been the longest winter I can ever remember. Spring still hasn't sprung, is it? No. I mean, it's was nine degrees today. Still not warm enough to open. You I, had two I, nice days for your birthday. Yes. Well, yeah. It's Thanks God, a lot for that, for sharing it with the rest of us. That's because God loves me. <laughs> um, yeah, me and the baby Jesus, we're like that. But... Yeah, I've only actually been in my hives once now. Yeah. That was just as one, there was, like you said, there was a period of where it was warm enough to open them. So I guess in that sense, if I had to choose a year to break my ankle in just before beekeeping season starts, it was probably this year. But like I haven't seen my bees since October last year. I've seen your bees. They're doing okay. You've seen my bees. You tell me they're doing okay. <laughs> I kind of trust you, so that's Okay. <laughs> No, but I mean, seriously, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. I mean, that is nearly eight it's a months. Long season. We're probably, how, how far behind the seasons do you think we are? We're probably a good month, aren't we? Where, where I would say, yeah, kind of getting up to five, six weeks. Definitely. I mean, I had, I had supers on my hives this time last year. I was getting spring honey. There won't be any spring honey this year. No. That's good, though, because your bees have already got a lot of honey, so they can chop through it. <laughs> Are you referring to the honey-bound hives that I have? Well, I'm just referring to every one of your hives has six six super six frames of capped honey in them. I, I in the brew box. It's- you, usually, I go into when my hives go into winter. They're kind of like imagine an ice cube made of ivy honey. Yeah, that's what they are Amazing. basically. And um, but it's actually a problem because they. They produce so much honey um, in, from the autumn flow that they easily become honey banned, which I knew they were. So, are you really moaning that your bees produce too much honey? Is that, is that your complaint? I need to. I need to. I, I'm, I'm moaning. I'm not very good at, it's a word <laughs> at like directing you. their energy Ungrateful. into. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, that that no. I so of course this year I I just found that um, 
I don't know, the clusters didn't move a lot because it was just, you know, I, I was really monitoring the clusters. I was just saying to you, yeah. you know, the size and the shape of the clusters all winter to see whether I've got the right. My thing at the moment is have I got the right hives for my bees because I'm using the the – what are they called? Jumbo. Yeah. The 14 by 12 Deep. British national. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I've just kind of been really interested to think, well, you know, I know they fill them in summer, but what, what happens in winter and in winter they go down to about half that size and they didn't move a lot throughout the brood box over winter. They kind of, they go up, don't they? Yeah. And I was feeding them. So consequently, they didn't get over to the second half of the box to use up all that well, ivy honey. That they'd probably been chomping away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they used up what they could could get. So I need to control that better. Learning. Learning. <laughs> Don't give them so many. Fr- I think what I need to do is restrict the brood nest because I mean having it in supers is fine, but it's not good. It's all right to have it in – I use old super comb for ivy because obviously mm. if you then put honey into any of those combs that have had ivy, it granulates really quickly. So I just save on my old comb. I give it to them for the ivy flow. I let them get on with it. But anyway, for whatever reason, last year they put loads in the brood. Yeah, and it's been a problem. Yeah, but that's the, I, think that's, I think your bees in particular make a lot of honey. So in the summer, yeah. that's great because you get – Hundreds of jars of honey. Well, fingers crossed for this year. <laughs> not counting my chickens. But in the winter, obviously, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad problem to have, is it? No, I think I just need to manage it more. So sometimes, what I do when I don't want them putting in the brood, I rest, I take frames out and use a dummy board. Yeah. Um, Would you call it those big dummies? Oh, the fat dummies. That's it. Fat they dummies. are so useful. They're really good. They. I, I learnt about them through the Ben Harden queen rearing method. Is that what it was? Yeah, he yeah, uses yeah, them, doesn't he? Yeah, he puts in the in the top box. The yeah. fat dummy is a dummy that's probably the width of three or four frames. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's how did your bees come through winter then? You can answer uh, that. <laughs> all the ones I don't know. All the one, all the ones I expected were were alive and humming. Yeah, they're all alive. Um, I did have one mishap, which should I confess it here? Come on, confess it. Because I, I had a mishap, so we might as well just... Okay, let's just be honest. I think that's the charm of our podcast. Yeah. It's a, we're we're a bit, not... We're yeah. a bit rubbish. We're not gurus. <laughs> <laughs> we're just honest. So uh, basically I had all wooden hives and then I had one poly hive. And I don't remember this, but I obviously forgot to take the queen excluder off the polyhive because they're not so visible on the polyhives. No. Anyway, so that poor when when I um went to feed them, I had a quick look on a mild day sometime during the winter, and um they'd already dwindled right down. Poor things. They they'd eaten everything and um couldn't get up to the the supers. So and also I don't think they like being in the brood. I think they like being up a bit. Because it's very windy, you know, all of that on the open mesh floor. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they've dwindled their vert- – it's a lost colony, basically. You only lost one, though, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I lost one. I just know why I lost it. Because I don't use uh, queen what did excluders. You do? Well, I don't use queen excluders all the time, but I do use them occasionally if I want to um, do a cone change or something. I'll put the queen excluder in, put the brood above the – Queen excluder, leave the queen below, let all the brood come out of that comb, take the comb out. So when I store the queen excluder, I store it above the crown board. Mm. So when I did my uh, max treatments, I went across all the <laughs> all the hives. And for some reason, I have no idea, for this one hive, I've put the max treats above the crown board. Oh. <laughs> So that, that hive, I don't know if it, You're I, in think, a hurry. I think it was, I don't know, I've just been dumb. That <laughs> hive um, didn't make it. So it because of Varroa? I assume it succumbed to Varroa because I've, I've checked all the combs and there's nothing in it. They're, 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 there's no disease or anything. It's just dead bees on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I'll be reusing all that comb because uh, if your bees can't handle dead out comb, I don't really want them. <laughs> No, exactly. 
and draw, drawn comb is really useful. So, yeah, I lost one, that one. All the others are doing doing great. We did the um, oxalic sublimation in the winter as well. That seems to put yeah. them up. So they're all, yeah. they're all lovely. They're Thank great. God I did that because that was the last attention that my, my colonies got. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have had, because I've just been teaching the um, – the basic assessment course for our beekeeping association. And we've got six students who are doing their basic assessment exam in June. Um, if it's not snowing. If it's not snowing. <laughs> Do you know, there are supposed to be wintry showers this weekend in the southeast. Anyway. It's a weather warning. That's just an assessment. <laughs> weather warning. I've just had enough. It's the closest I've come to moving back to Australia, actually. Um I think, do I want to grow old in winters like this? But anyway, um, anyway, a lot of the students were asking me about their bees or people's bees that they know, and a lot of people saying, I lost colonies and I have absolutely no idea why. And I have to, I have to refer to this great article, which I read, which I think was great, which is called Why Did My Bees Die? And it's in Beecraft. And it's by Megan Milbrath, who is from Michigan State University. And it's just a really good article, which says it's probably Varroa and um, kind of answers everything in a very straightforward way and is just, you know, as if we need another reminder. We shouldn't, but maybe we do. It is another reminder to just stay on top of Varroa all year because, of course, now they're saying that um, – Sorry, I'm really digressing. Is that okay? Um, <laughs> he's rolling his eyes. No, you're not rolling your eyes at me. Um, when, when, when he's are we rolling ever, your eyes. <laughs> when, have, when have we ever had a structure? <laughs> no, that's, well, it's not Keep easy going. with me, is it? Um, so, no, of course, they're now saying, I've heard, I can't remember who's doing the research, that Varroa is feeding on the fat bodies of yes. the winter bees, which on the fat bodies of the bees, which obviously is disastrous for the winter bees because that's how they survive um anyway this yeah that article was in beecraft in march no april i'll see if i can april's find edition it. it's really really good i would read it we, simple i think we, we were having we have to start recording our little pre-shows because <laughs> <So. laughs> we refer to them yeah. constantly <laughs> but we I, I think we were i was saying that i can i've only actually lost bees for one or two reasons either varroa or they've swarmed and not requeened. I can't think of a time I've lost bees through starvation hmm. or disease or predators. It's, it's entirely through um, those two things. So, yeah. However, you deal or don't deal with row, and knowing the row load in the hive is always useful. Yeah. Because it allows you to kind of understand if something happens, it allows you to understand what happened so I just, I, that's the only reason i think i've lost hides in the winter yeah is they've never starved because i'm just too paranoid no to exactly if you I look after them it's hard for them to starve i think it's never happened no. to me but well i i overfeed them i know i do i put food on them they don't need i might have to get over that <laughs> it's because you're a giver paul not a taker. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, no, it's true. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's the drugs. Isn't it? you it's something. The drugs for the foot. It's because I'm getting excited because the cast is. I'm getting excited because the cast is coming off. Oh, when's it come off? Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm. I'm not doing my general husbandry exam because of this. No, I did. Um, Actually, given given the start of the season, it's sign up probably to not it. a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. It would be hard to get ready for it. Um, but actually, that reminds me of something as well. I wanted to ask you something. Of course. Okay, so when I when I did the preparatory course for the general husbandry, a lot of people there were talking about allowing sick colonies to die mm. and, you know, colonies with very high varroa loads, you know, just basically if the bees can't fight it. And actually, we were talking about this with Liz I'm sure when we, yeah, yeah. yeah. So would you, if you came, if you came through winter and you had a small kind of sickly colony that was just hanging on there that 
had Varroa in it? Like, what would you? What would I just let it let it die? Would you let it go? Um, that's kind of a bit mean to put you on the spot. With no, that. no, no. Sorry, think, I'm just think, not sure what well, to do. I wouldn't let it die. I think if there was a way of saving those bees, mm. I'd treat them. But if the varroa load's so high that they just don't have the because vo- bees are, it's a volume of bees and you need a certain density of bees for it to survive as a colony. Um, I think I'd just shake them out at that point. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just leave them there just to just to dwindle and rot. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't purposely let them let them die. I would. Sh- I would shake them out. I would find it. I would find it hard to do. I have to say. Queens are one thing, but, you know, the bees are another. <laughs> we, all know, we all know your attitude to queens. <laughs> and, and I don't feel like that about the bees. I, I kind of think. But anyway, sorry, that was that no, was just bit, a purely. I mean, like some people do. That's how they keep bees. They theoretical say, I'm gonna, question. I'm going to keep these bees. And if they can't survive. Um, then. Then so be it. They don't have a place in nature's great tapestry. <laughs> I don't know. Well. I think the concept of just letting, if you've got six hives and you're just letting those bees die every year because you think there's some sort of, you're, you're, you're allowing some sort of evolutionary pressure to act on those six bees, you probably need to go look up population density because that's you're not doing anything there, you're just letting bees die. But mm. I wouldn't let bees, just a colony of bees, just dwindle and die if I could take some sort of action. Mm. Even if I just united them, I yeah. would treat them. Yeah, I can't let them die. I've had I've had really poorly. I mean, I've got that. You've got, got that queen. I've got that three year old queen now. She's a blue queen, still laying in that poly hive. Sucker. I know. But it, they're surviving. <laughs> no, no, I think it's nice. Don't don't kill her now. She's gone, mate. I'm going to do her. I've got the flower marked out. She's going to live under <laughs> the little cross. R.I.P. Well, I looked at I looked at today. I took the lid off and had a look through the. Um, transparent crown board she's doing great she's got three four seams of you know, frames of bees running around in there she just goes to show she's just lazy she kind of lays decides she doesn't want to lay for a couple of weeks lays is there a queen oh yeah there she is walking around just, <laughs> just but for- i i mean i would never cull a queen like that who's laying if, if you're requeening with a younger queen you'd cull this queen I, she, she stops laying but she's doing all right by the sound of it. Yeah, she's come through winter really well. <laughs> I was surprised. She obviously... I have a soft spot for her. She I'm obviously probably, heard probably, the rumours. I'm probably not going to bump her off. No, don't, don't. I think she's but I'm surprised her. I haven't superseded her. Mm. It is interesting I wonder if there's when that happens. I wonder if there's something in her genetics that makes her less swarmy. Mm. But I don't really... See, if she didn't swarm and was prolific, I would breed from her, but... She doesn't swarm, but she doesn't really lay. So she's just there out of uh, my grace, really. Then she was in your apron. So she, benevolent. She'd be under a daffodil by now. Well, she would if she wasn't doing anything impressive. <laughs> Didn't meet. Do you have like quarterly business reviews with your? Uh, your, your I have your weekly one to ones with them, <laughs> <laughs> and a performance management review. <laughs> You're not, you're not joking, are you? you no, joking? I, you're the one who's laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think my, my winter's been reasonably well. It happened, it's been long, but it hasn't been, I haven't had a disaster. I've lost one high, which is unfortunate, and that, that is my problem. That's something I did wrong. All the other ones are great. I did a, I think the oxalic vaporization worked really well. Um, I just want to do, I want to do a an alcohol wash, an alcohol wash, and all the hives, just to understand what the vo- what they yeah. come through the winter. But it hasn't been warm enough to even try that yet. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's worth pointing out that here in the southeast of England, we had the bees from the east, then the mini bees from the east. We had some really seriously cold weather. For us, <laughs> other countries will be laughing. Canadians will be laughing. We had snow. Um, yeah, it's no. I mean, it got down to, I don't know, maybe minus 10, minus 13 or whatever it was. It would have been cold for the bees. And I didn't, I agonised about whether to put the varroa 
trays in um, while there was so much snow on the ground and freezing temperatures, and I didn't. I'll leave mine in. Yeah, see, I I wonder if I should have done that. I'm just nosy. I mean, they're fine anyway. Take them out and see if there's any... uh, yeah, they're useful, aren't they? They're really good to understand if they're, they're, they're raising brood because mm. you can see the – take the inspection tray out of the bottom. You can see the seams of uncapped biscuit colours. Where they are, Cut yeah. It's great. I love that. Um, so there you go. Yeah. The winter that was. And if that wasn't bad that enough, still is. The, we had the spring news that they found Asian hornet again. Yes, of course, yeah. On a cauliflower. Yes. Bloody hell. Apparently flew off to buy some cheese. But um, – <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> That's really bad. No, I like it, actually. That is good. But um, they've not, they've not they've, there's no news they found a nest or anything, so it might have just been. No, there's been a lot of emails about it from Beecraft, which yeah. is the magazine here in the UK. Um, so we're, we're all on red alert. Uh, so they're saying, you know, just re-familiarise yourself with it. I got myself in a, a tangle thinking that it was bigger than the European Hornet, but it's not. It's smaller. Um, so, I mean, it just goes to, you know, you can easily confuse little things about it. But um, a lot of people are saying now, like I put a trap up in my apiary mm. because originally the idea was you would trap Asian hornet queens who were emerging from hibernation ready to establish nests. And now there is another argument which says you shouldn't do that because it's so damaging to native species who are also emerging from hibernation this time of year. Um, and well, I haven't read the full argument. Well, that was the BBKA when it said they published a letter saying don't trap it. There's been quite, yeah, that's kind of, gone on a bit actually oddly for the bbk the trap they were selling was non-selective the trap the mbu yes mbu tell you to build is selective the hole that the the yeah that's right is big enough for an asian hornet to get through Mm. but not big enough for a european hornet or a queen wasp yes so i don't i don't don't have a problem putting a selective trap up why would i see i mine there's one around here somewhere. They're selective because there's the hole in the bottom yeah. where other species can escape, escape from, but not. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, well, if Asian hornet is smaller than the European hornet, the European hornet's going to get stuck in there as well. And they're they're nice. Well, I like them. Anyway, I I I think I think the point is I'm I'm saying all this stuff, but I don't actually know what the answer is because I haven't I haven't read either argument to its conclusion but i think it's worth being aware that if you are thinking of trapping you should check out this alternative view well yeah i think i'm going to take the uh national bee unit's advice yeah which is my minor up yeah. well one is build this trap mm. have a check <laughs> yeah <laughs> just... be nice if the bbk would actually reintroduce the forum that they used to have for their members that they've scrapped. It was a fantastic forum, actually. And when I first started beekeeping, I used to go on there a lot and get fantastic advice and support from people like Roger Patterson. And it helped me so much. People are so generous and kind. And I even at one point had a problem with my bees. And this beekeeper that I hooked up with on the forum came out here to my house and looked at my bees with me massively reassured me she was so great and I just feel like that's completely gone yeah they've replaced it with a weird, Facebook yeah I don't, I'm not yeah I, I don't use Facebook so it's a bit creepy <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully that'll come back one day I'm too young for Facebook are you really yeah I'm more snapchat oh <laughs> You're so down with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. So, so that's, that's winter. Yeah. So hopefully when it ends, we can go. I know. To honestly, it's all right. I mean, next, next week, um, Thursday onwards, looks up in sort of mid fifteens. Good. So I'm starting my queen rearing then. I'm starting to build my queen rearing hive. So. I want to do it on Wednesday, but it's like it's raining on Wednesday. Mm. Should irritate. 
Um, so we might as well talk about our plans for the upcoming this year. year. Yeah. When the sun finally comes up. When it starts, yeah. So what are you up to then? Well, this year is going to be very different from what I thought it would back in October. So it just goes to show how, yes, it's good to do some planning, but you've got to, you know, make uh, adjustments at the last minute. Okay, so just because of the weather, and I mean, my hives haven't come through. They're they're way behind where I would want them to be. Mm. So normally honey production is my most important thing. And I think this year it's going to take a bit of a, it's going to be deprioritized. Um, so I'm looking at a new and exciting venture. <laughs> Two new and exciting ventures. Uh, no, the first one is that um, where I keep my bees on the lavender field. Yes, very pretty. It's beautiful, isn't it? Um, organic lavender field. Yeah. That's amazing. That is actually such an amazing thing for the bees. Um so I am going to be doing guided tours of my beehives, um, not all of them <laughs> at a time, maybe one at a time. Um, but yeah, so... Um, friendly ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't have any. No, I do. Um, <laughs> we're calling them bee safaris. Cool. Um, I'm taking groups of five people at a time, but also it's a bit of a, it's very much an introduction to beekeeping kind of thing not not an introduction for beekeeping for people who want to be beekeepers but for people who don't know anything about honeybees and are interested to know how a honey how a hive works and how bees okay. make honey and why and all that kind of stuff so it's not an introduction to beekeeping it's not an introduction to it's beekeeping it's an introduction to what beekeepers do yes that right. absolutely Okay. So nicely put. Thank you. I must change that on the website. Um, but yeah, so, and you know, already we've got people booking on them, which nice. I'm so excited about because if I can just inspire people, particularly children, um, to just to kind of share the, I mean, I'm going to get really cheesy now, but I think bees are amazing. I really do. And I just think that they need people to look out for them in the future so if I can, you know, inspire a child or someone, or an adult to start beekeeping with the child, you know, I just think it's really important. So, so how, how many of those you you plan on doing? I can't remember off the top of my head. We start, they go through June, July and August. Um, and there's kind of one to two a week. Okay. So it's on the website until I website. say it. It's on our website. Not on our website. No, it's not on our website. Sorry, it's on. So if people want to come and do a bee safari with you, and and you can walk them through the bee graveyard, <laughs> the <laughs> queen <all> the flowers. <laughs> um, how do they do that? Okay, you go to www.mayfieldlavender.com, um, and you or you can just search Mayfield Lavender Bee Safaris, so and in, it comes this is up near Epsom in South London. Yeah, Banstead. Yeah, in Surrey. Um, on the big lavender field there, but I'm I'm just sharing that. It lovely to see anyone who wants to to come. Um, it gets really busy there, so yeah, I know. it's it's nice to book that time and have that time with the bees. So, how <laughs> have you struck? Because I know you did a dry run of it last year. Yeah. So have you? How long is it like? I mean, how, what's the structure of your? What you do? So it's three hours long. Yeah. Uh, you arrive, you have some light refreshments, some tea, etc. Um, and I tell you all about what we're going to do. I tell you um, about what you're going to wear and why. I'm going to tell you about um, the things you need to be aware of when you're near bees. And then I will have a, I don't know, short question and answer session before we go to the bees about, you know, what you're going to see. Um, I'll do a little presentation and that'll take you over to the bees. Um, we'll have a look at a couple of hives so you can see the queen, like different bees, the queen, workers, drones, um, so you can taste some honey out of the comb. That's really nice. That's a really nice experience. I love that. Um, and then back to sit down for a honey tasting, look at some beeswax, look at some pollen and other hive products. So, I mean, it really is kind of, introducing you to the life of the bee and of the beekeeper. Okay. And are you, are you showing them, are you inspecting full hives or are you going to have a nuke to go through? 
Um, it will be, well, they'll be my production colonies, yeah. Right. So by that point, uh, the lavender will be blooming oh. and honey production will be in full swing. So it's very interesting to see the hive doing that. Because I guess in a nuke, you'd be able to find the queen easier, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got big friends. That's what I did last year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We can always keep a nuke on the side. Just I, I just, don't. yeah, because you can't always be guaranteed to find the queen in a busy no. brood box. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, all beekeepers know that. I don't even look um, anymore. No, well. If I see her, I see her. I get to a certain point in the year and I don't, yeah, I don't look either. But I wish I'd clipped them last autumn. Um, anyway, see, I'm oh, distracting yeah. myself again. Um, I've so got, that's I've got two that need clipping. I've seen them both, actually. The... Yeah, I've got two. I'm not clipping them yet. I'm not clipping them until I can make more queen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's too risky. Um, so those are my bee safaris at Mayfield Lavender. So that's new this year. So that's really I'm I'm really excited. I love I love talking so about go to Mayfieldlavender.com. It's on there somewhere. Yeah, you, you can book it. Yep, and come and spend the morning. You book it. You buy it. You book it on the site. Buy the voucher. Come and meet me, where it says. It's a lovely place to go. The field. It is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a bit grey at Get, the moment, but it's but when, yeah. it, when it blooms, it's amazing. The lavender's doing all right. That's the funny thing. Like it, it doesn't seem to be affected. So as you know, as badly as as the bees are, for example. Um, but I mean, I have plenty of bees. It's not that. You know, the bee experiences are going to be in any way oh, no. compromised. I've got so many bees. Um, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing, Paul, you you know, is I know. that I have got a new apiary. Yes. And I said in a previous show that one of my goals was to get a new apiary. I think it's about the only goal in my life I've ever achieved. Um <laughs> So, well, sure, that's right. <laughs> no, it's just nice when you say, I'm going to do this, and then you actually do do so it. So, we're moving bees there, what, in three weeks? In two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we are um, entering in partnership. We are, yes. So with we, Thames Water. We co manage with Thames Water. I'm so excited about this. They'd be very nice, Thames Water. They'd be very yeah. helpful. We went to a meeting, didn't we? We did. Um, we were the only ones not in a high vis, vis jacket. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean. I want a high-vis jacket now. It's, you know, it's just crazy because I've got, I'll get you one, um, yeah. with Beekeeper on the back. Um, <laughs> I've got, you think of my. Here's some orange bee suits. <laughs> yeah. Do well, you want to sponsor actually, us with an orange bee suit, please? <laughs> <laughs> with like high-vis strips and the. Well, I want, I want. Uh, that would be easy I to want do a on a. one. I like a mauve one I want. Oh, we'll see. If you come and do the bee safari, you can put a. Have you got mauve bees? Uh, oh, of course oh, I have. Wow, okay. Come on, Paul. I've got a straw Branding at the moment, but I like, uh, I saw the BB wear ones, the uh, mauve ones, they look really good. They're nice, aren't they? Unfortunately, I don't need another bee suit. I know, I know. My mind's pink, so I can't believe I've got a pink I've, bee I've suit. weaned myself off black electronics now, so I don't buy black electronics anymore. So I'm looking at wean myself off straw bee suits. Maybe I'll get you a lavender-coloured bee suit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it is like... It's an interesting environment to have bees in. Massive site. Completely different to the organic lavender fields. It is a, an industrial site where uh, there is a huge, <coughs> sorry, that's hay fever, a huge wetland and lots of wildlife and lots of wildflowers. About 130 acres. <coughs> You're right there. It's that hay fever again. Sorry, excuse me. I'm just looking at the wind at the rain, wondering where the pollens are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all yeah. Right. So we'll have to put a te let's uh, we'll stick a Thames Water logo on the website. So I think we'll we'll cover yeah. that in blogs when we're building a, a new apiary. So we're going to move Absolutely. some nukes there, aren't we? Yes. So we're going to use move some nukes there. We can't have a lot of bees there, so as you know, six, at the moment. Six hives. Yeah. Start with, um, but depending. I think they're just they're just cautious. They want to make sure the bees don't cause them any problems. Better move your bees there then. Just going to clip them all. They're not going to cause any problems. Um, um, and then we're going to use those. We can do a bit of queen rearing there, aren't we? <coughs> we will. We will do queen rearing there. Um, I think. I think they've been brilliant. Actually, they'd be fantastic. They were just when I approached them. 
um, so open, like, yes, okay, and obviously they have a biodiversity manager who travels around sites. They've That's got beekeepers well. and other sites. Yeah. So they know how to do this properly. And they were just like, yep, yeah, I mean, they immediately see the value of having bees there. Um, I, lo I love it. It was actually really easy to yeah. to get them to do it. So, yeah, I'm exci so excited. I know. It's big behind a big iron gate as well. I know. God, massive security, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All for our little bees. <laughs> um, so, I yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're talking about Thames Water. I'm going to have to edit that out. I might just put some elevated music over it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. I had a real... I had a cough. I had a pollen attack. <laughs> You're looking at me as if to say there is no pollen. No, no, you've got a cough. I have a problem with that. <laughs> you sound terrible now. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. No, uh, no we were so, just uh, laughing about the weather. That's all. It's just funny. Uh, so two weeks, we're going we're gonna to take, was it four or five nukes down there? Yeah. Well, they're double nukes, they're full, full site. I think that's going to take a couple of runs, isn't it, to get them all down there? Yeah. Have you got stands? Just, 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 <laughs> I, I have got stands. Oh, okay. oh, I can, I've got I can some stands. stands out. I'm using them to spray, spray. I've got some. Um, I've got my uh, breeze block and fence post system. Yeah, they're great. So I've got I've got one of those I can free up and take down. That hole would, what, three nukes? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And we can take four. Yeah, I've got I've got hive stands because when I when I joined when I first started beekeeping I bought loads of hive stands and then about three years later I worked out that a few construction blocks and fence posts can hold three hives cost the same yeah. as a hive stand. I know they they do work really well um, as long as they're nice and square and yeah, yeah don't rock around. Um, but I think yeah, so it'll be maybe three or four nukes to start with. Um, I think we agree we can have six. I mean, we said we've explained that in the summer. Yeah, you might look out your window and see what it looks like dozens. I don't want to take. I mean, I need at least. I need to make sure I leave some a good number of hives up at the the field. Yeah. Um but I mean, you don't take four there. You can just put two there. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I've, I mean, God, yeah, I've got those ready to go. So. So that'll be great. And they also um, want to, Ian wants to help us move the bees in. Remember he was saying, oh, right. let me know. He wants to be there, see how it works. Oh, He's really into it. Yeah, really excited. Yeah, I like Tens Water. I do. I love it. I'm excited. Great. I'll just say that for the 200th time. <laughs> <laughs> So I think, so we're going to do a new apron. That'd be good. Mm. You're going to be doing bee safaris. Are you going to wear like a, one of those, uh, I can't remember they called it, pith helmets. Oh, that's such a great idea. Safari suit. I'd love to do, get, I, do you know, I was thinking of like some either animal print or camouflage bee suit. Camouflage is a bit army. Anyway, I thought about this, but no, I will be there in my right. strawberry coloured, <laughs> strawberry red. Yeah. With a whip. Turn up look like some of that Dactari. <laughs> Riding a zebra. <laughs> well, like oh yeah, you got like my cast. You got a zebra on your cast, haven't you? Yeah, the zebra cast cover because it's pink underneath. Because I hate pink, right? No, I don't really. I love it. Is it pink? Oh, yeah. It's fiberglass, isn't it? Yeah. Look. Oh, so why has it got a cover on it? Keep it clean. Oh, okay. Because well, you're the expert. I mean, that's, you've done it three times. <laughs> You could write a guide on it. I could write a guide. That might be my other goal for the year. <laughs> Where else are we doing this? Oh, yeah, so we're going to do uh, – we're going to try Queen Rearing again, see where we go. Yeah. We should, yeah. We're probably going to start that middle of May. I'd love to I'd love to take 10 polynukes into winter. Yeah. To over winter, obviously. I think we can do that. Mm. We'll see how close we get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing that down. Go on, then, write that down. Got to write your goals down. Yeah, they're that, that way you can't never look back on them. Regret. One million percent more likely to be achieved, or something. I read in some yeah, book. I've got that book. <laughs> so 
so we're going to Queen Ruin. So really, uh, I think we're not trying to be super. Well, you are. You're being super adventurous, but we're not trying to be super adventurous this year. We just want to set up the new apron and get that established. Race and queens. Um, hopefully, yep. get some honey. I'm under orders to get honey this year because you got honey last year. Well, I know, before. but I gave it back. <laughs> Well, you, you, you took it away temporarily and then gave it oh, back I'm to I'm one of those beekeepers that doesn't really care about honey. I don't yeah. like, I'm not a great big fan of eating it. So I'm like, yeah, I, I, don't eat the, I don't eat the honey. That's so you sell it all. Yeah, I, I, I like Australian honey. I think if you, oh, okay. if you like it's a bit racist. honey, I know I can't help it. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I really love Australian honey. It's because, you know, I've been eating it since I was about... I don't know, a week old or something. Not quite. But um so uh yeah, you will get you will I'm get honey. Here, yeah, I know. Well I've got the, the hive I've set aside for honey two boxes. It's full of bees at the moment, so it doesn't swarm. Mm. It's not gonna swarm because I'm gonna rigorously check swarm control. Um should be fine. So I guess uh so, I'm gonna stop saying I guess. <laughs> we need more practice at this podcast where, where like. do you think we've got a bit rusty rusty by interviewing other people and letting them do the talking is a good idea though isn't it, it is less effort more interesting <laughs> <laughs> well i'm speaking for myself no 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 you're not wrong um <laughs> so so this this year I'm gonna, I've got a list of things I'm going to do, mm. and I've separated into two columns: things I'm going to do that I probably will do, things I'm saying I'm going to do that I probably won't do. Okay. So every year I start going on. This year I'm definitely going to do this, and get to the year and think I, I didn't even do it once. So this year my two things I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, do alcohol washes. Yep. For Varroa. Yep. I'm going to do that. Uh, and the other thing I'm going to do is um, be a bit more um, rigorous in how I do swarm checks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so how I used to do it was if I saw the queen, I'd take her out and put in a nuke next to the hive and then just go through every frame of the hive to shake all the bees off, look for a swarm cell, job done. Um, what I found if I don't do that and I do the kind of – a bit of a lazier way which is don't shake the bees off just kind of look around the edge of the frame see if you mm. see a swarm cell um not all the time but it isn't uncommon for them to then try and swarm because my queens are clipped they can't anyway but it isn't yeah. it's, it's not uncommon yeah. to find them queenless because they swarm and that's because if you don't shake the bees off the frame you, you're going to miss swarm cells because they're the same color as a frame and they're covered in bees. And, mm. it, and it takes four or five bees to sit on that. You'll never mm. see it. So they're, they're the two things I'm definitely going to do. Uh, things I'd like to do. Um, I'd definitely like to do better records, which I say every year. That's such a good one. <laughs> I never do. Yeah, I don't. I write them on top of my high, all right, mm. but I don't record them. Um, and the other thing I want to do that I probably won't do is move my kit. At the end of the year, I always end up with loads of kit on my apron. And then I kind of struggled to goodbye then to get it all off. Uh, and what I found with polynukes is uh, mice like to eat them. Mm. Like <laughs> so, so this year I'm going to try and be slightly more tidy in the apiary and actually when I'm not using kit, bring it back to my house and put it in the shed where it belongs. Not leave it in a in a in a farmer's field that's just coated in mice and shrew shrews mm. that gnaw big holes in the side of my polynukes. That yeah. I don't have to fill. So that's that's what I'm definitely going to do. Uh, and the other, yeah, that's that's things I say I'm going to do, but I probably won't. So have you got? Sorry, what are the ones that you? Right. So one of the things. <laughs> I, right. so, <laughs> I want to make sure I've got right, this. I say I'm going to check my varroa with alcohol washes. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I want to also um, be more rigorous around my checking for for swarming. That's what I'm going to do. I'd like to keep better records. Oh, yeah. Okay. And keep a tidy apiary. <laughs> Not a chance of either of those. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks for the support. There, well, no, I'm just being honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Cheers, I, mate. Okay. <laughs> so, 
So, okay, the Varroa one is also on my list. Um, not not to do alcohol washes necessarily, although I want to because I know they're the best, but to basically every month be monitoring the Varroa with either a sugar shake, sugar shake, sugar roll, or a, an alcohol wash. Um, so, you know, normally I just do the Varroa tray, look at the debris to count the mites, mm. and it's just it's just not anywhere near accurate enough. Um, and what I have found with some of my colonies is I, I flog them during the summer, getting them to make the honey. Um, and when I say I flog them, it's not that I don't love them. What I mean is I put my foot in the accelerator to, you know, get them to work hard. I look after them, but, you know, I divert all of their energy into, into honey. And then, of course, because they're big colonies, when they die back, you start to see the signs of varroa, of course, the varroa population is highest at that time of year following all the brood rearing. Um, so I need to just be really, really on top of varroa. Okay, I agree, I agree. Um, <laughs> records, well, I've deferred my general husbandry exam to next year. I need hive records for that. So I'd like to think... You need your beekeeping logbook. That I'm going to do it. I have started using it i need to divide it up for every hive i'm just so messy i'm not good at records i'm really yeah. not good at all we bought uh well i bought lots it's of a lovely them. book there's a i'll give you a plug <laughs> there's there's a website called baithive.co.uk which is a design student who won an award for a bait hive um, i'm not sure that he ever made the bait hive but he sells beekeeping logbooks on there for sort of five or six pound, which is a small A3 bound log book with little pictures of bees and, and they're really just nice things to have for beekeepers. But this year, I mean, I've got loads of them. I just bought them because I thought they were nice things. But this year, I'm using those record keeping, mm. apparently. <laughs> they are beautiful. I'll put a book. link in the description if you want to go and look at them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're lovely. They're really nice. And I do, I've used about half of it and it's all so neatly written and everything. Yeah. But I kind of need to keep the hives separate i've got them all records for each all the hives kind of muddled up um yeah okay so records because you know i just dictate them onto my phone mm. as i'm doing my i just dictate them onto notes i mean unfortunately it doesn't understand the word bees you always get babies for bees yeah you um, don't want to read those notes you're arrested <laughs> I thought about leave them as they are. Actually, they're kind of amusing um, <laughs> for the examiners. So that that would be it. Those those would definitely be mine as well. The other thing um, I think I need is just to get more brood comb to store over winter because at this time of year it's really handy. And I've used it all up, and I haven't oh. really put any effort into. I was saying to you on our pre-show. Drawn comb is just a revelation to me. It is, isn't it? It's just like the most important thing, actually. I've got new, I've got polynukes that come through on single polynukes, uh, and I like to work my polynukes in the spring because that's when the bees are most vigorous. And you, you put a, a extend on those polynukes; they do amazing things. And um, this year, I've been doing extenders with drawn brood comb. Mm. I've just filled them, so I've got one now. In yeah, two weeks is on three. Three extenders, so that's six frames over six frames over six frames, and they're all full of eggs. Now, if that was foundation, they'd still be drawing them out. Especially in this cold weather. Yeah. And that's obviously how honey production works. You you whack the supers on with the drawn comb. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you, you just have to really look after it. And, I, I mean, I've got super comb that I've had for, I don't know, probably four or five seasons now. Um, and but you know every year I go out I go through it after the when I extract it, some of them kind of maybe get a bit broken or something so I I weed those out and melt them down, but no I've got no brood comb so no so that's the um that's the thing but yeah so I, I don't know I guess my priority right now is just to see my bees doesn't that sound pathetic oh, it was nice though I mean <laughs> oh thank you so much for. It was a really hot day. Going up in this... Oh, God. I, I, talking about the weather, I can't believe that the day you went up there was 28 degrees. I said, Paul, can you come Last expect, week. You expect my bees for me. <laughs> I'll sit in the van and, and watch you 
and it was like it, it was so hot <laughs> it was the hottest day actually so far no, this year no, it was no. the hottest day of the year i think it was the hottest day in the last 20 years it was sweaty like donkey it's good fun though apart from, <laughs> them, apart from them chasing you around the field oh they don't chase me they were chasing you i don't like men on your one leg <laughs> you couldn't get away i was a wolf I think I did say a swear word, didn't I? Or two. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, thank I you so much. One. Well, I thought they would have all have swarmed and be gone. It's hard, it's hard to gauge it's where things are. Yeah. Because this, by this time of year, you know, you, you've normally done all your splits and you're into spring honey production. But, yeah, no, so I've got no idea Speak what's going yourself. on. Well, you know, what can I say? It's super organised. <laughs> So I think, um, yeah, I'll put a link to that uh, logbooks in there because they're cool. Mm. Um, it's not a pitch. If you, you know, go look at them, you think they're cool as well. They're lovely. They are nice. I like them. Um, I think that's it, really. I can't think of anything else. We may, have actually, we may actually get this out in under an hour. That would be amazing. I know. That's another... People that's, will thank us. We're not going to put that down as a New Year's resolution. <laughs> Because we'll end on Twitter around for two hours about, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'll... Different type of polynukes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's a subject. I've got to deal with my polynuke addiction. I've now got three different types. I think it's getting out of hand, Paul. Well, Paynes have been teasing me on Twitter, showing little pictures of a new polynuke. I know. I saw it. Bastards. They should stop it. It's not good. They're just, they're just like... They're so great. They're pushers. They've always got everything. He's a bit polystyrene. You, always... you want to buy? Go on. I know. Just have a taste. I have to say, they overwinter very, very well. Polynukes, yeah. In polynukes with extensions, but I won't. I won't go on about that now. That's your secret plan for the future. That's my secret plan for the future. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you, you can do that. I did the introduction. You can do the introduction. You have to remember what it is now. So I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I won't remember anything. Um, okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you uh, want to look at our website, it's www.thebeehivejive.com or you can follow us on Twitter at The Beehive Jive. Goodbye. <laughs>